Yeah, yeah, just real quickly, like, I like that you use the word privilege because mm. privilege is often, often seen as a bad thing. And it's often used to ridicule, not ridicule, ridicule is a bad word, but it's often used to talk about a specific group of, of people. Like, mm -hmm. like, people of color talking about white people when mm -hmm. in general, like, I'm grateful for a specific aspect of my life, and I consider that privilege. I may not be born freaking white, <laughs> right? Yeah. And there's some struggles and challenges that came with the way I grew up and, and the way and the position that I'm in. But there is more than enough to where I can use it to get to where I need to go. Mm -hmm. So I really like that you use the word privilege. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I keep saying, um, y'all, <laughs> just yeah, completely yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of, um, in my vocabulary. It's a struggle. So check me on it. Um, <laughs> look, instead of, um, try a phrase. Yeah. 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 So at, at least if it's yeah. completely outrageous and it's easier then it's, for yeah. me to, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'm going to ask that later. But before that, mm -hmm. so besides all the military and everything, mm -hmm. what else are you interested in, Max? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Besides firefighting. I know these are things you care. And um, yeah. healing people. Helping, helping, healing, helping healing. people. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> definitely, helping, definitely helping. Uh, working out and getting disciplined back into that. Okay. Um, getting down to the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I can say study of exercise. Uh, okay. um, I've been reading a couple books. Um, I'm also helping train Raul, too. And this nice. growth is ridiculous yeah, at this nice. rate. I'm, I'm, I love it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I've been doing so far, getting my mileage up, training. Mm -hmm. um, only working out to military standards for yeah. special operations. Nice. Um, <laughs> I know we're trying to stray away from the military. No, things, no, no. But, we don't have uh, to. We don't yeah, have to. Uh, definitely that. And then, um, yeah, yeah. Not just really playing video games. That's really, that's really, that's that's really all I do. That's you know, is, is work out, play games, and study. Nice. At least, at least lately. Oh, I also really like to travel, too. Yeah. Traveling is one of my biggest aspects, and I was very privileged to have the opportunity to do so. Oh, yeah. Speaking on travel. Mm -hmm. Um... We spoke before, and you said you've been in East Asia, yeah? Yes. Okay, what, what part of East Asia did you... So, I went to uh, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. And, and then, out of those three... Oh, and what? And then uh, East... Uh, and then uh, Macau, China. But that's kind Macau, of like, China, okay. Kind of, a, kind of a weird thing there. Yeah. yeah. It's like on a border? It's, it's like a... You know how like the, the, the Bahamas is, or like the Keys are here? Yeah. Yeah, Macau is kind of like the Keys of China. Oh, Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's like Portugal and China had a baby. Yeah, yeah, it is culturally as confusing as it sounds. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Is it pretty? It sounds cool. It it, mm. it reminds me of of Portugal. Interesting. Oh, it reminds me of Portugal, yeah. But with 
Asian people. Yeah, like like it was it was a little strange when I had a Chinese man like ask me. He's like, "Oh, is your name Alejandro?" And he said it fluently like that. I said, oh, really? "Like I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, <laughs> <He's right. laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. you know?" And he was speaking to me in like Spanish, and I was like, "What the whiplash is crazy?" But oh, you know, wait. Really so cool. speaking on that, sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. interrupt you. Okay. So what was the most culturally diverse? Let's say even all your traveling, every place you've traveled to, what's the most culturally diverse? Besides the U.S. Um, or outside of the U.S. I would say, I would say Korea was definitely Korea. up there. Korea was up there. Because I remember going outside the base. And yeah. there are Russians, Brazilians, uh-huh. uh, East Africans, are some Americans, mm-hmm. Japanese, so on and so forth. There, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a meshing over there. Uh, London was up there as well. London too, okay. London had a nice mixture as well. Um, but Korea was definitely up there. I think it's between those two of them, between London, and, uh, between Great Britain and uh, Korea, why, for sure. Why do you think Korea has, if you know, so much yeah. diversity? So, in terms of like from the U.S., we have a lot of Americans who, you know, we've been stationed in Osan and Kunsan. Those are the two main Osan bases in in Korea. So uh-huh. Osan is by the border, by North Korea and South Korea, and then Kunsan uh-huh. is out uh, further east. Or further, further away from the border. Uh, so a lot of what happens is that a lot of Americans, when they get stationed there, is that they would meet up with a Korean woman, and sometimes they get married and they stay there. And their kids, oh, their kids would be raised, and there's like an entire generation, yeah, like Americans that live in Korea that speak perfect English, that have maybe been to the states once or twice. It's Seriously? it's it's kind of nuts, yeah. So I'm telling you from the American perspective is that like a lot of us stay there. Because it's so cheap, yeah. and because Koreans are actually really, really nice people. Really? <laughs> the nicest, honestly, they're the nicest that I've seen in my travels, to be honest. In your whole travels, those are the nicest people? Top three. Top three. Top three, for sure. And, like, so nice where, like, anywhere you went, you were in the street, yeah. you went to a restaurant, you went to a store, you went to a um, yeah. bank or whatever, mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind. They're, like, pretty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're very kind. Uh, they're and, respectful. And they're very, are they very polite and, and mm-hmm. you said respectful? Yeah. Oh, oh, I really liked it, and the food was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, I gotta visit Korea, man. Yeah, food, so, yeah. really fun. so is is there a place where I'm just curious, also in regards to the United States, because mm. I feel like we're mean. <laughs> so is there a place similar, or do you feel like we're kind of low oh that are rude? Yeah, France. Oh, Paris. <laughs> Paris can be kind of. I mean, mind you, I was I wasn't there long enough to really experience the whole thing. Yeah, like Paris, I was only there for like a couple days. I'm sorry, it was like like an afternoon to a day. Savon Blanc. I would love Um, to get. (laughs) But they're not the biggest fans of Americans. That and Vietnam, but Vietnam is for obvious reasons. So I guess it's okay for them. Yeah, they're okay. (laughs) You got that Vietnam. We're sorry for what the people in the past did, y'all. So (laughs) I just imagine. Going to France and then just being slapped with a baguette—that <laughs> would be quite. I'm like scoped with like a croissant. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like a boomerang croissant. <laughs> oh, boomerang croissant! Boomerang crazy. croissant. Boomerang <laughs> Oh! <wow. laughs> Can you imagine yeah. it with that? Just, yo, that what the? Crazy. Someone threw a brick at me. You have the little bread flakes in your hair. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yo, what is this? this? He threw a bread. Yo, and what? then he just look at the camera, just pants in his French guy looking very Look, sad. And he just catches the, the croissant. 
I will throw it again at you. <laughs> you will get it again. <laughs> so I would leave immediately. Yeah, yeah, I'd be oh, right out there. I'd be yeah. right out of there real quick. Oh, that dude. That was cool, though. That was cool, though. Well, Max, I'm also very curious. So, was there a low point in your life you made the conscious decision that you needed to make a change for yourself while you were in the military? Mm. Mm-hmm. There were, like, two points in that. Um, Ass crackers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there were two points in that. So, the first time was... Um, on like my, cause I was in, I was in England for two years. So on the back end of my first year, mm. um, I had like some bad experience, and um, it was it was troubling me throughout the whole time. I was I was in a very depressed state, mm-hmm. and I ended up gaining like a ton of weight, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it kept it kept following me over to Korea. And when I sought out help, you know, appointments through like uh, the mental health or whoever it might be was yeah. backed up like three four months yeah so i was Jeez. i was i was like okay now now i have to make the decision to make myself better hold on mm-hmm. pause you bring up a very very important point also <laughs> how not great the mental health. the mental health scene mm-hmm. it like if if he imagine mm-hmm. needing help and being told hey like see us in like six months time and hopefully you didn't Kick the bucket, by yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah. Just wanted to bring that up. Continue. It was, it, it was kind of those, and you know, I, at the time when I was in England, I really wanted to leave because you pair depressing thoughts with depressing atmosphere. So if you if you couple if you couple cold, wet, and depressing places like you know England or or Oregon or even Canada, yeah. you know, like it, it it will it will like double or sometimes triple. Like how you're feeling, it's it's yeah. not good when you don't have a sun outside. Yeah. It's not it's not a good looking atmosphere at all. Because wow. yeah. there were times where England, it would be like two three hours of sunlight, and that's it. That's two most three it. hours. Two three hours. That's it'd disgusting. be dark, and then it'd be be uh, raining outside, and you're like, damn. Oh, that's so. I see um, why they be doing crime over there. And it's, cold, huh? And cold. Yeah, it oh. wasn't it wasn't very cash money over there. So uh, when I had that change of space, change of pace in in Korea, it was it was a little nicer. Definitely uh, polluted, but uh, you know you get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> pollution, you know, it's whatever. Um, that's when I decided to definitely take the turn to to better myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. Because mm-hmm. people say they want to better themselves, but what does that really look like? You know, yeah. how do I become better than who I was? What does that look like? Okay, I'm gonna use these four pillars, and I'm gonna build mm-hmm. off of that. Wow. Uh, that was definitely the the goal throughout Korea. Can so you would say. Yeah. Me and Ron were just about to ask the same thing. So the four pillars are uh, are, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, and uh, socially. Okay. Socially. So um, the mental aspect, you know, that's a little more self-explanatory. Mental, physical is pretty self-explanatory. So uh, it's, you know, reading more, getting to my college courses and studying for staff sergeant. Mm -hmm. Um, Physical side, you know. Lift more, stronger, mm-hmm. run faster, swole. so on and so forth. Get swole, get big boy. Swole. What? <laughs> Bulking up on that Korean fried chicken. Yes. What? Yes, sir. What? Ooh, Korean fried chicken. Mm-hmm. That chunk was probably, it was busting. Oh, so it was busting. Crispy. Crispy. Yeah. Crispy. Yeah. Oh, it was satiating. Oh, satiating. Oh, Korean, Korean barbecue. Sensational. Oh, my Sensational. God. Oh, definitely use all that r
Jasmine Rice. <laughs> I love Jasmine Rice. It's Jasmine so good. Rice. Um, yeah. And then the spiritual aspect, you mm-hmm. know, it was prayer. At the time, I was also a Prince Hall Freemason. Uh, yes, sir. So, I guess so. Um, studied a lot of scripture, uh, went to a lot of meetings, things like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, social aspect definitely started to go out more outside mm-hmm. of my bubble. Um, nice. Meeting people outside of the base, within the base, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, nice. In college or uh, wherever it might be. Definitely trying to expand my mm-hmm. bubble because at the time when you're there, it's just you and your friends. Like, there's yeah. no family. My, my mm-hmm. mom and dad are not going to fly halfway across the world to come no, see sir. me in Korea because I want to have a hissy fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, so, so the family is definitely like what you make of it over there because you have to sculpt it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was very privileged to meet so many great people, you know, mm-hmm. who took me in during the holidays, Thanksgiving, so on and so forth. Oh, it, was, nice. it was a really, really good time and that was my development through like that one year oh i like that you say that that's amazing first of all second of all two questions i want to ask how how was that feeling of you know because you've been with your family i would say you know from your conception onto earth um so (laughs) up until that point you know being in the military going through all these harsh these challenges that um, obviously you set out for yourself to be and whatever was set out in front of you to be, um, not having your family there. What was the impact on you? Um, I would say mentally, how did you get through it? Obviously you touched on a little bit, touched on that a little bit when you said that, um, you basically had that second family or that, you know, that camaraderie (laughs) between, you know, um, your mates that are with you. So, yeah. So, uh, I would I would call my mom and my parents so every day, okay. almost every day. I, mm-hmm. I skipped maybe like two or three days in like this this time span that I've been in. Oh, um, nice. mm. But cause, cause so I would spend the summers away with my with my my relatives or whatever in DR. My family yeah. would ship us off in an Amazon package <laughs> yeah. just to get rid of us <laughs> for a couple months so they could breathe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got used to it in that aspect, not okay. the aspect of holidays. Holidays was pretty ah, okay. tough, and the first two years I mm-hmm. wasn't able to go back home because a I was still in my studies that I needed to get over for my job, yeah. and then the second year there wasn't enough time allotted because people took all that vacation off yeah. in like June. They called off like the entire like December tenth through January tenth. Mm-hmm. They would take like that whole block off. Yeah, and it would be like fifteen people, and I'm like, yo, damn. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I would always try to make it for Thanksgiving. Okay, nice. No one takes Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No one takes Thanksgiving. No one, no one takes Thanksgiving. What a lot of people don't freak? take Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Right? Because well, I would well, think you they think Thanksgiving, you can have Friendsgiving. You can replace that. I can't replace Christmas. Oh. I can't replace okay, Christmas. Yeah, so yeah, Christmas, yeah, yeah. Christmas is pretty rough because I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. I love the holiday cheer and all that stuff. Um. So yeah, it was pretty tough. Uh, first couple years was again tough. Yeah. I keep repeating myself. That's okay. Um, it's tough, dog. You probably went through a yeah, whole lot. It was, it, was, it was going through some change. Um, but it, it definitely made me more independent and more appreciative of time when I finally did get to go home. It made me appreciate the two uh, weeks. Yeah. You know, wow. made me appreciate things so much more mm-hmm. because this mm-hmm. is all I have for a year. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to be here for two weeks, so I'm going to see you, 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 you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's it for the year. Yeah. Right? Uh, so mm-hmm. it made me, made me appreciate things a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, so that, I guess, you you know, sayings that you've probably heard before where once you lose something, you can really see the value in it yeah. if you're uh, lucky and have the opportunity to gain it back. Yeah, most definitely. 
Ah, okay. Did you? And the second question with that, um, with the family. So with the experience of, you know, you're away from your family and you probably felt this already with, you know, your closest of friends, obviously, Raul and um, Donovan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Donovan. Um, you know, obviously, they probably feel like family to you as well since you, you know, I don't know, I can't speak for you and I, I won't. But when people are that close, you know, some form of family, cousin or whatnot. So, you know, being uh, away from family, being even out of the country and making that second family, was it really like an eye-opener for you? Like, oh, you know, family can exist in more, let's say, in outside of your own immediate blood family. Yeah, absolutely. Most mm-hmm. definitely it does. Um, there's a family that you're born with and the one that you create. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a the one that you create based on the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some that uh, aren't always the case. Because yeah. we... A lot of times we get close because it's kind of like like stranded island syndrome where if I put like six people on an island for three months with no communication, they're going to be best friends. Yeah. I yeah, promise yeah. you that because they only have each other to rely on. Mm-hmm. Same thing when we're in a foreign land. We only have each other to rely on. Yeah. I'm not going to have like 15 Korean friends down the block. That's not going to work like that. Yeah. Because the people who I train with and who I work with and who I drink with and we sleep in the same building together, yeah. it's all the same people. So we all get close through proximity, yeah. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as for like my friends back home, absolutely. Like I still stayed in contact. Yeah. I still be playing games and stuff. Still make phone calls. Still nice. answering the same group text. It's yeah. a little tricky when you start talking about time zones. Yeah. Time zones can get, because especially in Korea, I'd be up, they'd be asleep. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. But even though it's challenging, it. you know, I was blessed enough. To have good people to be around because not uh-huh. everyone has a good environment when they're overseas or when they're in the military. Yeah, and I hear, <laughs> oh yeah, <that's... laughs> and I hear that a lot. That people have a lot of stories where you know they go through some real, you know, effed up shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. It's good. I'm glad to hear that you were blessed, you know, and uh, and you're grateful also for those blessings that you know to have those awesome opportunities that you had. So do you feel like that is the people that you were surrounded with? Do you feel like it was a product of who you chose to be around? Or was it a product of the universe? The universe. The universe. (laughs) Um, But basically, like, sometimes there's... There's, uh, there's, ah, there's, ah, (laughs) yeah, there's, ah, there's, there's certain people where it feels like I'm naturally more drawn to them. And there's certain situations where there's almost like a block where, Uh where then it's like, oh, I try to get close to this person, but. Mm-hmm. Now looking back, it's like, oh, they weren't. I wasn't made yeah. for that person. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just curious as to, because the the whole proximity thing too. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. were surrounded by people. Do you feel like you were closer to some more than others, or mm-hmm. kind of going towards the easy yeah. detail about this? Um, the yeah. people who I was close with, I definitely chose within my work environment because mm-hmm. in the section that I was in, I was in the refinery slash like cryogenic part of mm-hmm. my job, oh. and I was for the most part by myself mm-hmm. or with like one or two other people. And in that one section, 
now you know I, obviously i chose the people who i wanted to be around with because they weren't they weren't working with me mm-hmm. yeah. i was by myself mm-hmm. um but at the same time if i didn't make the decision to join at the time that i did mm-hmm. uh it would have changed everything so mm-hmm. I, I mentioned before i joined january 17th if i joined february 12th or March 15th, it would have changed the job I had. Wow. It would have changed the location I've been in. Wow. And, and if you change the location and the job, uh-huh. I would have met completely different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So although, yes, you know, it is by proximity, I chose the proximity at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or the universe chose the proximity, depending on the Basically. perspective that you wanted to see it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Perspective. Everything is perspective. As it is. As above, so below, they mm-hmm. say. As above, <laughs> so below. <laughs> And so it is. But did you have any? Did you? Yeah. I'm about to. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I can wait on mine. What do you feel are your core values? And do you mm-hmm. feel like that's changed over time? Time. I can't always, I can't always that. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna listen to this again and be like, why did he say it like that? <laughs> oh, when I hear that, I'm time. gonna crack up. Time. Future. Future. In terms of the core values, uh, I'm mm-hmm. definitely just gonna harp it back to the why. And the why was to, like, the why I'm doing all this, why the firefighter, EMS, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Right, I wanted to better myself in order to help others, and I was telling Raul that in the car. Mm-hmm. That was the root of it all because, yeah. although, yes, I have it was like an up and down journey, and things mm-hmm. have been hard, and things have been easy, yeah. and I've learned some and forgotten others. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that mm-hmm. benefits me, I wanted to spread that and bring out to others mm-hmm. because I want them to know, especially in a leadership role, yeah. that everything that I have learned was from my mentors and people past. Yeah. Because in order to be a good leader, you need to be a good follower. Be a good follower is to be a good student. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, I'm so happy you said yes. Please say it again. Please say it again, and I'll tell you why I'm so excited that you said that. To be, to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower because to be a good follower is to be a good student. Thank. You. Oh my God! Thank you, Max. And listen, everyone listening. Thank you so much. Everyone listening. So, you know, with myself as well, I, I've been I always have been in a in kind of that leadership role and I'm more so getting into it doing coaching and stuff I feel more of a leader and stuff now but I was talking um with some co-workers and I've uh I've just this a thought I've always had like and more recently the more I've been getting into leadership and I was realizing you do have to be a good follower to be a good leader. Yeah. And I remember saying this to people and people would be, this is how you know they don't know shit. <laughs> they don't know shit about leading. Because I'm saying it to them. And they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? You have to be, be a good follower to be a good leader. You have to be able to lead people. How are you going to lead them if you're following? How the fuck do you know where the fuck to go if you ain't follow the, yeah. if you don't, you know, or mm-hmm. at least if you don't follow your, either way, you're going to follow something. If you're not following a physical something, you're going to follow your instincts. That's going to be, you know, let's say if, you know, people are like, oh, but there's no one around you. If you want to say that, but you little fuckers that want to <laughs> fuck with me and, and, and trying to, you know, go against me right now. Look. <laughs> oh, is that wrong? Yeah, no, uh, what I was just going to say is it's like, uh, then you get into the, the, the situation of like too many leaders and not enough followers. Yeah. Because you need to be uh-huh. in a position to where you, it takes a leader to be like, I'm going to step back because there's too much chaos right now. Yeah, exactly. And... And I'm gonna allow them to fight for the position, and I'm gonna lead mm-hmm. myself 
Yeah, and, exactly. mm-hmm. and allow them to do what they got to do in the midst of, of their chaos. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, now then they notice you're different and they mm-hmm. want you to be the, the, the leader. But then it's mm-hmm. like, um, ah, sorry, it's just, sorry <laughs> yeah. for scripting. I said, um, yeah, right, right. That was, uh, that is, um, yeah. but, um, then it gets to the point where you get into the position of like, well, people realize that you should be in the, in this position mm-hmm. and you want to relate to people. So how do you relate to people? Well, you're a follower mm-hmm. and you're trying to relate to the mm-hmm. people that you're trying to lead. But mm-hmm. then you get to the point where you have people that is like, oh, well, I'm a leader, so I don't have to follow. Well, how are mm-hmm. you going to relate to people if all you mm-hmm. think about is leading? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So I just want to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you definitely exactly. have to start from the bottom and work your way up because mm-hmm. how else are you going to mm-hmm. relate and understand those who are at the bottom that you're leading? You're not going to be an effective leader if you don't understand them. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Ah, yeah, but there are a lot of guys, so again, bad leaders that you mentioned before, who mm-hmm. skipped the steps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they just ran straight into the leadership position. But mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, did you really earn it? Did you really understand that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. And especially with a lot of people who are gifted and who are incredibly intelligent or incredibly... Um, mm-hmm. physically strong or whatever it may be yeah. is that the, you fail to understand or fail to relate to those who were not as gifted those who are mm-hmm. struggling with their academics those who are struggling mm-hmm. with strength training or with the running or whatever it may be mm-hmm. you know um, definitely the best leaders are ones who start from the bottom and work their way up nice. most definitely yeah. wow okay uh-uh. you would say that's a aspect they need to have to really I think get that, to that next level of leadership I think that that Definitely differentiate dif- differentiates. Yo, uh, <laughs> big words, uh, <laughs> syllables. Uh, those who are like, <laughs> differentiate. How many claps? Like, I don't remember doing that, <laughs> but yeah. There's definitely a line between those who are the leaders who are remembered and those who are just holding the position. Ah, you know, wow. those who are mentors Snap. and those who are managers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because you know? I remember my talk mentors. Talk. But you don't know, remember all my supervisors and managers? Nah, no. Not really. They just holding the position. Yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, a mentor see. is there to stay, you're saying. That's longevity. The lessons are there. Always. Yeah. Wow. You learn. That's the whole point. It's the wisdom. You can't gain wisdom from being mm-hmm. born with them. Wisdom comes from experience, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it comes from experience. That's the only way to and, get it. And the only way you experience is you got to fail, buddy. Exactly. It is okay, that's um. Let's get into that as well. <laughs> Failure for you and being a, a leader, mm-hmm. and you know, wow, yeah. liking to be. You know, you love to be in this leadership position. How did you cope with failure? Because as a leader, especially, because now if you're someone following and you're failing, uh, then you know, woe is me. But on top of that, quadruple it quadruple it you're a leader now mm. and you're failing it could look like oh dang these people aren't going to respect me so how did you mm-hmm. really deal with that how, how were you able to show the people that you're leading a even i am failing but look what i do to get past my failures to get to success and so what and so not definitely that <laughs> but a uh, small caveat is that mm-hmm. sometimes when they see like a leader fail yeah not only it's not in a sense, depending on the failure, they won't always uh, mm. like look down or disrespect. Sometimes they're scared. 
because they think, yo, if my leader can't do this, yeah. how will I? Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How will I? Right. Because especially like a leader that's held in like high regard, doing this, 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 that, mm-hmm. and if they tumble and fall, yo, what's that? What's gonna happen to me? Mm-hmm. Happened a lot when I was training in um, special ops, right? Like we would have these things called Black Thursdays. Yeah. Black Thursdays, you're fully in your uniform and you're doing uh, water confidence. So you're swimming underwater mm-hmm. um, with your mask and sometimes your mask has water in it. And then the instructor would come in and mess with you underwater or whatever it might be. <laughs> right? Yes. Sick of you. Um, oh my God. And we would have a mm-hmm. lieutenant or a captain who would be in charge of like um, of the session for the day. So he would be uh, the one calling off the cadence, things like that. He would be working out with us. Ah, right? okay. Um, and if the instructor knows that if he tumbles, the lieutenant or the captain, because their their expectations are higher, they top. So you're floating in the water, passing on the snorkel with your partner, and I really like this drill um, because it's like an act of selflessness because you're giving your partner life. It's called uh. buddy breathing, right? Um, however, your the instructor would swim around and would sink you. He would try to rip that snorkel from your hand, would oh. shake you around. Uh, we have the masks on, right? Mm. And he would take your mask and put it over your mouth uh-huh. so you can't breathe. And now, mind you, both of your hands are occupied, so how do you get rid of the mask? You have to, like, shove it off with your forearm. And mm. the thing is, is that it's a very difficult drill, and a lot of people quit at it because it's so intense. Because mm. someone's essentially trying to drown you. Yeah, right? literally. And oh, our shit. lieutenant at the time was just not vibing with it at all. And the person he was paired with was very weak in the water. Mm-hmm. So they were both just... So if one person tumbles and you're in, in a team environment, then the other person fails. Mm-hmm. Because if if I'm trying to give you life, give you air, and you're not trying to give it back, you can only hold your breath for so long. Especially when you're moving around and mm-hmm. getting harassed. That... Like oxygen hold depletes quickly. Yeah. Depletes quickly. So uh, he his, he popped his head out of the water and started breathing. And when you start doing that, that's when they start splashing water on your face. Grab your head, throw it back in the water, oh, whatever it might be. It's it's very, it's very aggressive. Um, but he. Do you have to pass out first before you get like? Oh no, people have most definitely passed out. Right. People have I passed think- out during that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like eight of us and only one instructor. So he's attacking one person then jumps to attack another person. Oh, okay, so, but okay. if he sees weakness, he's he will attack there. you more. And that's what they were displaying was weakness. Okay. Um, oh. so it eventually got to the point, the harassment where they both let each other go and were swimming to the wall to hold on to the wall. Mm-hmm. Which is something you never ever do. I was gonna say, did Bob then, follow them? The instructor wrapped his arms around him like a chokehold and threw him back <laughs> in the water. Which one? Which one? He went to the lieutenant. To the lieutenant. Yeah. Now, mind you, <laughs> he said, "Come here, boy." I I said, <laughs> weakness. Weakness. Essentially, that's <laughs> what it was. And and you know, I was with my partner, and they they would mess me around stuff too. What mm. my instructor did is that he grabbed the person who couldn't swim and paired him with me. Oh. So then I was with the my my new partner, and God bless him. He was, well, I'm gonna put an asterisk on him. <laughs> okay. The little boy who can't swim. Uh, <laughs> the boy who cries. He, he 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 was coming up and he was like, "Hey, Polo, man, I can't do this. I need to get out. I need you to help me. I need." He was panicking. You can see the fear in his eyes. And that, and then on top of that, in the corner of my eye, because my head's coming out of the water now, I can see my instructor. 
pulling my lieutenant back in the water. So my lieutenant got out of the water. He got out. I, I did not think that was possible. That you could get out of the pool. Because yeah. sure, you're going to beat me up or yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, the, the drill is only two minutes. But if you display weakness or if you fail the drill, whatever, yeah. the timer resets. Wow. So it could go to like 10 minutes or something. Son, we were going for like 40 minutes. <laughs> we were going for like 40 minutes. 40 it minutes. Was, it was insane because I saw my instructor physically grab him, uh-huh. grab his waist. Mind you, his uniform's already like torn up. It's open. Buttons are missing, whatever. He yeah. grabbed like the shirt underneath, picked him up like a deadlift. And my and my lieutenant was holding on to like the fence. He bought the fence with him. Like the fence, the fence like bent out, and wow. I heard you heard cracks trying to shove him back in because you're failing your team. You suck at this. I can't believe you're doing this. They're oh, all gonna shit. lose because. So basically, he was berating my lieutenant to get back in the water, and eventually the exercise like ceased. Oh, okay. Um, so we ended it, and you can feel the tension. Mm-hmm. in the pool in the environment like it's usually like oh, okay we're gonna go make food make dinner whatever hang out nope people oh, there i I've, I've never seen him cry that hard uh-huh. i've never seen um the other trainee who, who was having trouble swimming he was in tears because he felt like he failed his team mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, he brought down his lieutenant and then my lieutenant oh. felt bad because he brought down the team wow. and then mind you it wasn't just those two there were other people because i was flipping out i'm like yo yeah. What is going on with my lieutenant? Because it was bad. Like, of course, the training is bad. And yeah. I still get scared going to those events. Like, you don't even get that sinking feeling. Yeah, you know you what's know? coming. You know what's coming. Uh, you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that water. Like, you can't... That, that's a the physical demonstration of mental toughness yeah. is the water. And I can get back on that later. Okay. Because mm. um, the water is a very big aspect. But he he was definitely the domino... That first fell that everyone else crumpled because yeah. no one no one could finish the exercise. We were all Shit. so starstruck that he fell. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that goes back to what you were talking about um, earlier with failure mm-hmm. and leadership. So that's a great prime example there. And, and it's a great mm-hmm. thing because he needed to fail at that instant so that when he went to selection, he would do better or succeed. Yeah. You know, because okay. they don't, as an officer, they have to like skip a step. And then you go straight to selection. For us enlisted guys, we go yeah. through like a prep course. We don't meet the team or whatever. And then we go to selection. They okay. go straight to selection. There's no prep for them. They're um, going in straight, cold. Stri- yeah, cold mm-hmm. turkey. We don't care how you're feeling about exactly. it. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So their expectations are much higher. So, so that's why he was grabbing his ass exactly. off the Well, fence, I mean, right? it was that mm. and the fact that he got out of the pool. Because you're not supposed to. No one is. I've, right. Again, I've been training with him for like two years. Yeah. I have never seen anyone get out of the pool. I've seen people hold on to the wall, but not physically get out of the pool. Oh, shit. Because not only did he mm. quit, he quit the game, mm-hmm. you know, turn off the console and return <laughs> it back to GameStop. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. He, he returned it. He had the receipt in the, in the envelope and sent it back. It was nuts. Yeah. He was willing to get the... Uh, no, he, he traded it in. He traded it in. He was willing to get like 10, 10 bucks. 10 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. But no, but like we're, we're making jokes, but that, that's, that's, that's a real difficult yeah. situation. And, and I'll ask for the trainee who was having trouble swimming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, 
later that night, I think that it ended at like 7, 8 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. And that was when I was uh, living with my coach at the time. Mm-hmm. And my, my bed was like next to the pool. Mm-hmm. And I would hear like someone, like a snorkel popping out of water. Like, like you know those whales with the harpoon? The, yeah. the water comes out? Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to do that every time you pass a snorkel. Mm-hmm. It fills up with the water. You come in, you have to exhale, take the water out, and breathe in. Uh, so I'm I'm looking on my, my window. I'm like, it is 1, 2 a.m. What is that? And who's out there? I look over <laughs> and I see this dark figure in the pool. I'm like, is someone in there? Yeah. I walk out into the pool and I see the kid who was having trouble in the water. He's practicing oh, by himself. Shit. And he's training and he's drilling. And mm. he has like, sure, he's not the best swimmer or he's not very water confident. But he had like the biggest heart out of anyone. Yeah. That I trained with mm-hmm. that kid for sure had character mm-hmm. more than anyone, man. Yeah, and that shit, that shit was like, that shit was inspiring to me. I'm like, dang, I need to catch up. I need to mm-hmm. work on that because I need to work harder because he's gonna catch up. Yeah, if exactly. I don't, if I don't hustle. So, but you know, and to to take that into the leadership thing, there are a lot of toxic leaders who would like try to push him down because, mm. dang, I don't want him to look bad as me. But you have to acknowledge the growth in other people. Yeah, the exactly. growth in that individual was insane. Yeah. And I loved it. Did you... Mm. But you saw other leaders kind of try and bring him down? What did that exactly mean? Yeah. The other leader who... Like, the lieutenant was not very happy with him and didn't think that he should stick around. Wow. He did not think he should stick around. But, you know, I always thought that, hey, he has the potential and has the want to get it. This yeah. is not a, a easy thing. And if he wants to put in the time and the effort and the work, he should yeah. absolutely... You know, be open to do it, and I'll help him out. If you don't want to help him out, I will. Yeah. It makes me a better leader. Yeah. You know, some people think that oh, you either have it or you don't, and I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You can develop it. Okay. Where's the beauty in just having things instead of growing with it? There's no yeah. beauty in that. There's no story at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's just whack. I just woke up with it. I'm black. Woke up with this. Yeah. No, the fuck. Come on now. So, actually, that plays into this question I wanted to ask you, too. Growing up, I feel like you didn't really consider yourself as the smartest kid. Right? <laughs> so, did, did you ever feel like being in that position was unfortunate? Or, or did you it did make you focus on other things or did it make you work harder to become smarter or what what did that play into in terms of growing up and yeah he's challenging yeah so i was telling my brother this that i was definitely not supposed to be in some of those classes that you guys were in (laughs) Um, however however being in an environment where everyone else is better than you makes you want to work harder Mm. When you are the best or the strongest or the smartest person in the room, that's the wrong room for you to be in. Mm. There is mm. no want, there is no drive for you to get better because everyone else is not as good as you. Where's the drive? Because there's no one to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know? And eventually, you know, when I was training with my coach, I was, you know, very good physically in most of the domains mm-hmm. sure other people were stronger than me in this or that aspect mm-hmm. were smarter than me in this or that aspect mm-hmm. and i was telling my emt class this before you know we broke off is that the only constant in your life is yourself mm-hmm. so you therefore you only compare yourself to yourself and who you were mm-hmm. 
because that is the only right. source of continual, continuous improvement. Mm -hmm. You can't judge yourself by your environment because your environment will always change. Yeah. It's not ah, constant. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are the constant. I, I still fight to, to get as fast as where I was when I finished my ultra marathon. Yeah. I'm not as fast. I'm definitely much stronger, but I'm not as fast. Okay. So I try to get to that point. Mm -hmm. You know, my water confidence, I want to get back to where I was at my peak. Mm -hmm. not there right now that's fine yeah. I'm working on other things it's a constant like cycle of things ah okay. so what would you say the that's a great point you bring out what would be the aspect throughout all that an aspect in yourself that helps you to remind yourself and help you drive through that knowing that your environment's going to change and that the constant is only going to be you so is that a realization for you for like how you control your emotions to thoughts things like that yeah I know that I have to better myself than who I was and learn the lessons from that mm -hmm. because eventually when I am in another leadership position yeah. because that with the way my life is written so far that's almost inevitable at that yeah. point yeah. you know or at least have someone under me or whatever it might be to mm -hmm. teach them the lessons that I have learned mm -hmm. you know everything is a constant lesson that I will teach later on mm -hmm. it's not always about me but the people who will come into my life the same way how I came into other people's lives mm -hmm so on and so forth so it's, it's more for them than it is for me it's yeah, it's crazy yeah. how how when i was younger i really thought intelligence was something more, much more stable and and it's like um like you're <laughs> um you're you're put in you're, you're put in these in, in these classes and you think that like oh well there's not really much that, that you can change because a standardized test told me that this is what I should be. And now that I'm getting older and I'm getting more wiser, I'm realizing that as you get older, intelligence and wisdom become very similar. Mm -hmm. And that's what it kind of feels like because it, it feels like I'm the smartest I've ever been, but I'm also the wisest I've, I've ever been. And it feels like it's getting hard to differentiate between oh this is because i'm quote unquote smart and oh this is because i've had life experiences that change my perspective on these particular things mm -hmm. so i just want to point that out that intelligence means nothing <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like intelligence is just having that option of picking out of your wisdom mm -hmm. so your wisdom is what holds all the lessons mm -hmm. and you know because now you have the wisdom through going through the failures and having experiences you know that if i do it within now with your intelligence you know okay if i do it this way i'll get this mm -hmm. output if i do it this way i'll just get this output right. and even intelligence i guess would sometimes just give you the ability to play and customize wisdom i would say there's mm -hmm. another way i look at it well, as yeah. well but yeah wisdom over i'd rather have wisdom would you rather have wisdom or knowledge i'll ask you guys that the the thing with having i mean you get i know okay, it's a very hard question because you get well, one with the other but to to be knowledgeable without having any wisdom is to assume mm. that like knowing everything what you know is absolute having the wisdom to realize that mm -hmm. the world is much bigger and life is much wider than mm -hmm. you will possibly ever understand Mm -hmm. Right, it is it is a large and almost infinite aspect of things to learn and understand. Mm -hmm. However, if you focus more on the knowledge aspect, then you think that 
oh, I'm as smart as it is. This is how it is. Right. This is right. an absolute. Right. This must be this way. Mm-hmm. When you have the wisdom and life experience to realize, hey, logic does not always follow the same line mm-hmm. as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Logic does not always find in the same uh, rhythm as everything. Mm-hmm. Then, it, for me, then it became... Because, again, it's, I'm starting to kind of refine a process for myself of like, oh, well, I'm in, in a situation where I don't know exactly what's going on and how do I approach it? When before it was like you go into the situation and you realize, hey, I don't know anything and that's scary mm-hmm. that I don't know anything in this situation. But now it's like, oh, just see and try and... And you can prepare as much as you can, but that's all you really need because you're going to end up learning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now it's like, what is, what is my framework for how I engage in activities that I've never done before or I'm frightened of or mm-hmm. that I am not sure how to approach it or... You know, if I'm not sure if it's something I should be doing or not doing, you know, then it's 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 that question of like, oh, well, I know how I'm going to approach this and how I'm going to try and get into this. And then I'm just going to wing it, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So would you say wisdom is in a aspect, the aspect of not knowing and then with um, knowledge is the aspect of knowing and then having both is because like you said, when knowledge makes you feel like this is what it is, but then wisdom will tell you otherwise is it, it could be this. But from wisdom, we know that it probably could be something completely different or nothing at all. I, type think, thing. I think wisdom is just the aspect of knowing that you don't know everything. Okay, having so the yeah. humility in that there's so much more to understand mm-hmm. instead of what you already know. Mm-hmm. You don't know the full picture about everything. Yeah. Very few times are you ever told the full story. True. Yeah, and that's then, true. <laughs> and then what? And then maybe we can say that knowledge is the skill mm-hmm. or the, um, whether that be soft skills or technical skills that you accumulated. Mm-hmm. And then the wisdom is understanding that there's still more that you can learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's fair. okay. I like yeah. that. I like that. Okay, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That gave me muscle man vibes. Y'all remember that one episode uh, when he uh uh I think it was Rigby. Rigby told mm-hmm. him, um, Hey muscle man, you're making that joke, but it's supposed to be your mom and then he goes, Are you making yeah. food of my mom? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and then the universe explodes or something else like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's regular show. show yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode. Uh, good times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> oh, that regular okay. show is a classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love okay. to have an episode where we talk about old mm-hmm. shows and stuff like Ooh, that. Would you classify down. regular show as an old show? Yeah. It's on the cusp of like not It's really right show, on man. the... Because like... Did it come out 2010? 2010? 14 years? So, yeah. That's like around the time when I stopped watching... Yeah, yeah Cartoon Network. Yeah. Oh, but that's also around the time yeah. I lost cable. <laughs> 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 Streaming. Yeah. Um, ass cracker, bro. I keep 
we're, we're working on it. It you is a, Yeah, exactly. But it's good that the first step is always to see that you're making yeah, a mistake and recognize it. it, yes. So. So use a different phrase. Every time you want to say it, don't. Or try this, like, when you're going to speak, like, just have your mouth open. <laughs> and don't let the um come out. Let the um be silent, like they do with names. Oh, is the H silent in your name? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without the H. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, she made that yeah sound. Yeah. Okay. So, what were the greatest rewards you received from being in a leadership position? Oh, well, we kind of talked about this already, too, but... Yeah. Kind it of... was definitely, like, the growth in other people and seeing them mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. leaders in their own right or them... Mm-hmm. Being me in certain aspects and just them growing as mm-hmm. people, as leaders, as, you know, successful. Better than ever I ever was. Yeah? Hopefully they could use the lessons I learned and execute it more effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what you hope for, right? Absolutely. As a leader. More than, more than anything, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, as a good leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as an empathetic leader. <laughs> but, yes. Oh, oh, and I wanted to ask, if you could... Um, Oh. <laughs> in your life became an anime oh, which anime would you yeah. want your life to become oh, yeah. I don't want to hear no deep no, but you can pick whatever you want oh, gosh um, anything it could be a slice of life anime it don't even matter galactic order mutant it become which anime would you like it to be yeah your whole the whole word like on some infinite Tsukiyomi type you job know, like you would wake up and it would be like an anime though an anime dream. I would love my life to be a shonen, but I just don't want to. Ooh, a shonen. I was, I was gonna but say shonen to me. But I'd have to be an parents. MC, bro. <laughs> I'd have to be an MC, bro. I like, I like having parents. Yeah, and right. Siblings were alive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah but I had to hit that fairy tale, big dog. Yeah. I was just talking about that. And I drove yeah. over, boy. They, yeah. they ain't scared of killing no one. But um, <laughs> dang, I think. <laughs> You know, I think sports and anime are pretty healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they keep their lives. You know, you know, know usually like, like you get like shonen tropes. Yeah. Like Hajime no Ippo or yeah. uh-huh. um, what was another one? There were a couple other ones out there. Pretty low maintenance. Uh, pretty. I'd probably Baki be a prince of tennis. Baki, no one dies in Baki. They just get messed up. Baki. <laughs> no one Baki dies in Baki. Oh, that's true. Nah, some of them were dying. Some of them were dying. They get the ass or, uh, daily. Uh, King, King and Ashiro is another one. Uh-huh. King and Ashiro is really good. Um, um, I'm, I'm gonna get a nice sprinkle of like around there. Yeah, just a. a you wouldn't do any of these anime. VR animes. You don't die in that either, and you. I mean, you can't what, like, die in it. Come back. It's sort of online. No, no um, there is. Um, oh, what's it? What's it? Oh, like an isekai. There's uh, Log Horizon too. Oh, Log. Have you seen Log Horizon? I have not seen Log Horizon. He's basically just OP though. Yeah, that, yeah that would be fun, but where's the growth in that? What know? about yeah. a, a, a Dr. Stone-esque? Oh, Ooh. would you be in a Dr. Stone? Dr. Stone? And you're like super, I probably would. He's freaking smart as first. I, I like the whole prehistoric, yeah, yeah. I got a freaking make, from make the a ground freaking up. car from scratch. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's the creativity of it. That's like, like the shonen. Fucking A, man. They get creative with it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm sticking with like a sports anime because I like having family members who are alive. <laughs> <laughs> great answer. That's you a know? great answer. I like to, you know, survive to the end of the series yeah. with all my yeah. limbs in place. Yeah. <laughs> so not Attack on Titan, gotcha. Or Naruto. Naruto lost his arm, I remember. 
Oh yeah, oh, fighting Sasuke with bitch that. ass. Shout out to shout out to Sasuke still. Though. I miss his arms. Yeah, for real. <laughs> his arm. <laughs> his arm. His arm. Uh, yeah, he got that. I was happy to see he actually got the prosthetic one. Yeah, though, and he's still eating his little juices. Yeah, yeah. Skip, skip, skip. the Hashirama cells. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Hashirama. All right, we keeping you a little bit too long. Oh, All right, yes, so yes, the yes. final question oh. that we have for you. Mm-hmm. So, how that was? No, this is the final question. Yikes! So, yeah. If someone has never met Maximo Polo, oh. what would you describe? I'm, I figured you were going to ask this question because mm-hmm. yes. I listened to the last one. Did I come up with an answer for it? Absolutely not. Hold on. Well, that's the best part. <laughs> just, you gotta, just imagine yeah. it. You're walking up to someone. And this let's is... say you're walking up to your present self, but it's your future self. Or you, it's you now, but you're going to your past self. So this is the, if, if you had to describe yourself or someone just meeting you, how would you describe yourself? Um, I, I would I describe myself? Yep. Ah, you've been doing such a good job. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Gotta <laughs> <laughs> wake up somewhere. Um, how do I describe myself? Yeah, none of that. I'm a strong, very strong open-minded. Swimmer. I try my best to be open-minded mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. hear what you gotta say. You know, mm-hmm. give give you a chance. Um, as a junior leader, I wouldn't call myself a full leader just yet. Mm-hmm. I think there's still steps in the process that I like to have before I get there. Yeah, I think junior leader, like small, small, small. Look at that! You hear that humbleness? You hear the humbleness in his (laughs) voice? He said junior leader. I I have never heard of this. I like that, but I respect. I would say that little junior leader. um, (laughs) (laughs) We're not there Um, just yet, you know. That's part of the process. Getting there soon will be a senior. Um, Yeah, definitely dedicated, hardworking, and disciplined Mm. to the things that I need to be. To you the know, things that to, Max needs to, to be? the person that I need to be. Mm-hmm. What What else does, does mm-hmm. Max, does he like to eat a lot of food? Does, does he... I do. Oh, does yeah. he share his food yeah. with the people around him? Like, who no. is that guy, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Definitely. Uh, okay, and there's a couple of aspects. World traveler. I can say that now. Okay, world you traveler. Know, junior leader. Uh-huh. And obnoxiously fit. Um, <laughs> I'll say obnoxiously fit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that, that sums it up. Yeah. That sums it up? Yeah. Okay, but... <laughs> okay, then my last question as well. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, you thought you, you thought you were just leaving here all... Yeah, Nandy, dandy, randy, bandy. Um, what I want to ask is... So, last message to the people listening. Something that since you have shown on the, um, you know, on this episode today and today that um leading people helping them seeing them reach their next um potential helping them to evolve what would be a message you'd like to leave to people listening today to that you feel that would be the best motivator for them in anything that they are striving for i would say be better than who you were for the only constant in your life is yourself that I'm going to keep with mm-hmm. over because that is universal. That is not just in terms of leadership, mm-hmm. not in terms of fitness, intelligence, and wisdom, or any topic. Mm-hmm. Be better than who you were really? because that staircase is infinite. Yeah. You know, you can always be better than who you were. You can't compare yourself to other people because, like we said, mm-hmm. environment Everyone. changes. And if it doesn't change, ah, well, <laughs> just sorry. Get working on that. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I want to keep with. 
be better than the leader who you were, be better than the mm-hmm. scholar that you were, mm-hmm. you know, the teammate, the peer, the husband, the wife, whatever it might be. Nice. That's what I'm believing. You well, heard it here first. Well, well, Max Polo. Not related to Polo. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the Dominican Polo. Maybe. Dominicano Polo. Bobby, <laughs> we have that for you. So, uh, please, you got to the follow. You got to do the commenting. Yep. You got to do the liking. The you got to tell us how you feel about the podcast. You better share. <laughs> share it to your mama. Share it to your cousin. Share it to your auntie. Ooh. Share it to your friends. Ooh. Share it to that <laughs> random person walking down the street that just likes podcasts. Ooh. Um, and put it on the webs, please. Mm. And I'm not talking spider. And I'm not talking man. Damn. Ooh. Okay. Oh, bars. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank, thank you for coming on, Max. No, seriously. No, this is a long time coming. Uh, enjoyed it yeah. a whole bunch. Oh. Very interesting, man. I really hope you guys enjoyed the... The cast, man. The P, the P episode, man. Two P's, aka two pods, aka three P, because it's plus one, aka Max, aka Polo P, aka Polo No G, aka Max to the Max, aka five hundred K mile run, aka <laughs> on the way, aka <laughs> don't you know it's May and Raul A. In the bay, but we're not in the bay. It's South Florida, hey, aka you know what it is. We're back. Another P talk or Yorkshire caviar talk. I am Joshua. I am Raul. This is Maximo Polo. And we out. Peace, love, and happiness. Tell your mom about it.